0: So guys, welcome back to episode three of Guide the Raid, the podcast bringing you closer to your favorite content creators and streamers. Matt, I want to welcome you back. I know it's been a little bit of time since we were together. How are you feeling? What's been going on?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling good, Stu. Um, you know, we took a took a mental break for a bit, um, but I'm back now. You know, we had a few issues with. Uh, mental illness, health-wise, I guess you could say, and then PC issues, car issues, mouth issues, and just basically the universe telling me to take a break. But it's all good because I'm back now. So, um, you know, with the delay, we're going to be pumping these out as soon as we can. Um, I'm keen to get back into it. Today we've got Justin, Timbot Creative, so that's who we're going to be rating today. Um, Anything you want to add on to that? How How have you been, Stu?
0: I've been good. I've been good. been missing you. Been missing your content. Hasn't oh, been sure. many streams recently, but you're back into the swing of things now, so <laughs> it's good to see. And hopefully, um podcast wise are gonna be coming thick and fast. And um, mm. we've got quite mm. a few people lined up now, ready to
1: go, come out
0: very quickly.
1: Mm. Well, with that being said then let's jump into the uh podcast for today. Um, well, wow. good day, guys. Uh, Envy here on Matt. Um, today we're on our on our guide the raid. We have Justin Timbot Creative. Welcome, welcome. How are you doing?
2: Good man. Thanks for having me. Super uh, appreciate the uh, the invite.
1: <laughs> Ain't no stress. It's taken a while, so I'm apologising to everybody who uh, was waiting for another app, But uh, we are here now, so thank you for joining us. Uh, Stu. Good morning, mate. Good morning. How are we, Matt? How are we, yep.
2: Justin? doing well doing well
0: good to hear it good to hear it um justin i'm gonna start off where we start every single podcast off um to talk about streaming and content creation so probably the first question that we like to ask is just how you got into streaming what were your passions to get you into that
2: sure yeah um i i got into streaming probably because of the pandemic to to be honest (laughs) if i'm honest like a lot of a lot of streamers have right um i did a lot of digital illustration and did a lot of uh, comic book conventions and things like that beforehand um, under the same name tinbot creative and um, when everything shut down there was no more shows to go and like show off my work and like sell my work and the best part of doing those shows is like meeting people and actually having conversations with them and then through the conversations you know you like develop some sort of rapport and then and then they'll usually Um, be more amped to buy and support your work, Um, but I didn't have any of that. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just draw and post to Instagram and hope something comes of it. Um, And then my friend who had been streaming, um, who has been streaming for over three years said, you should probably just stream your art. Like just get on Twitch and stream your art and people will come and watch you draw and watch you do your thing. And I was like, no one cares. No one's going to watch me draw. And I like, wasn't confident enough in myself that I could do something live that was going to be one interesting enough and two um good enough for people to actually like enjoy it or like it or or think that i was a quality artist um and and it was one of those things where i was just kind of like all right screw it i'll just take the leap and i'll try it out and um now i've been streaming uh art and games for oh, a little over a year now <laughs> so it kind of took off and, in its own weird way as as streaming does.
0: An interesting thing there and and the sort of selling art and everything like that we'll come to later. Yeah. But probably um the thing that stuck out for me in your answer there was the, your lack of confidence in, yeah, yeah. in going for that. Yeah. Do you sort of know where that lack of confidence came from? Was the
2: Sure. Yeah, I call sort it sort of a struggle. I call it the artist's curse, is what I call it. Because like every artist or content creator always has that like feeling of even after they finish something even if they're really proud of it there's always that looming feeling of like is it any good is it good enough you know um and that feeling does never go away um and I I think I was in a very different place mentally um with my art and and with with streaming um back then than I am now um I didn't I didn't see I didn't have very much interaction with people online on social media. I'd post, I wouldn't get very many likes, I wouldn't get very many comments, like there wasn't much engagement going on. So I didn't see who would come and just find me on Twitch and start watching me there. I didn't see that being a thing. Um, and uh, and so I, I tried a couple of solo streams um, just to, to get my feet wet. Like I have, I draw on an iPad and I had my iPad on my desk and my like camera over the iPad. And the thing about the camera over the iPad is it constantly adjusts because of the light. (laughs) So the quality of the iPad was really bad. And I was like, man, this sucks. This was like a really bad way to stream this. Um, And I I think I had like one or two people come in, which kind of boosted my confidence a little bit. I was like, oh, people are here. Whether or not, I can't remember, they probably were family members that popped in from Facebook or something. Um, but, um, But then I figured out how to actually project my ipad screen up onto the stream itself so people could see what i was doing and i did a couple streams like that um and i had a couple more people come in and i had a thought and i was just kind of like i hate doing this alone like i didn't like streaming alone i felt weird it didn't feel natural for me because um if i was ever on a stage i'm used to being on a stage with someone else um and it felt weird being alone and just talking to no one (laughs) <laughs> so there was that lack of confidence, too, of just, like, am I funny enough? Am I charming enough? Am I, like, witty enough? Am I talking enough? Um, just too many questions. And um, I thought it'd be cool to, like, have a friend come and draw with me. Because I have a lot of artist friends. So it'd be cool to have a friend come draw with me. Um, and so I started inviting my artist friends to come draw with me on those streaming nights. And they started bringing their their fan base Um, To the shows because they people wanted to come and watch them draw and then they'd see the conversations We were having and the jokes we were doing and then they would stay like I'd show up the next week with a new friend And they're the same people would be there and it just kept building off of that until It was too much for me to handle doing a guest artist every week And then it kind of turned into this show and now I have a guest artist once a month and it's it's just yeah It's it was never planned to be like that. So I think the confidence was always low And it's only risen because of just what's kind of manifested from, from that. And I keep it real. I try to keep it real. Like I, I talk about, I talk about my lack of confidence. People sit there and they'll tell me like, you're so talented. You do all this different stuff. And it's, it's a weird thing to hear because there's still that, there's still that little monster in the back of my head. That's always like, nah, (laughs) nah, try it. Try again, buddy. Try again. Like, it's not a, it's not, it's not, it's not happening. And I always make the joke. People are like, Oh dude, you're so talented. You have so many skills. And I'm just like all of these skills and nobody knows who I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's taking me nowhere. <laughs> um, but like it, what's, what's nice about it is the, the community that has built up from it, um, is has been amazing and super supportive. And um, I couldn't, I couldn't ask for more. So it's, I just i just try to put on a show like a good show for those people who come in
1: i do have a question in regards to uh your stream times because you don't stream yeah. every day right no you don't and you stream what three times a week I,
2: I yeah i stream three times a week i stream on wednesdays um fridays and sundays and usually and pretty late f- for me
1: yeah yeah and so do you yeah. feel like so for me for example i stream well i try to stream and usually have streamed at least five days a week and i feel like if i didn't stream the rest that it was going to affect my viewership like that people wouldn't want to come because i don't stream as often so do you feel like that has ever like given negative result to your stream by streaming less or do you feel like it's worked out better by streaming not every Um, day
2: i don't know any different to be honest with you when i started streaming i started streaming once a week because i have i have two kids i have a wife i have a full time job like outside of all this stuff so i was like how can i fit this in this is like this is this is like my zone out time this is my time to get away from the real world this is i'm checked out i'm playing games with my friends i'm drawing i'm doing whatever i'm doing um and um it was basically a, a social outlet for me because i couldn't leave the house i couldn't go meet people right um so so it became that social outlet and i was like once a week's cool like My wife can manage once a week where she handles the kids and I get to hang out with my friends. And then as it started to grow, as the community started to grow, as I started to grow as a streamer, um, it was really like her that was kind of like pushing me. And she was just like, do another night, do another night. I was like, "Okay, well, what do we do on Friday night? And she's just like, yeah, she's like, I'm tired, so I'm going to go to bed on Fridays or I'll watch my like soap opera dramas or whatever she's watching, like her doctor shows, as she calls them. Um and uh and so that's like her Friday night and then my Friday night's like cool I'll play games and then um and then I started doing this thing where I had to learn I had to learn three D animation for work. And um I was like, when am I gonna find the time to do that? Like on top of all this other stuff I got. And she was like, pick a night and maybe do it on Mondays or something. Like stream it on Mondays, that'd be cool. Stream you, you learning how to do three D. And I was like, Okay, cool, I'll call it Motion Mondays. Um, cause like all my streams have like a stupid name. Um, (laughs) every day has a dumb name. Um, so Mondays were motion Mondays and I would learn 3d and try to figure out a 3d animation on Mondays. Um, and then that had to end because, um, I started teaching like classes on Mondays for animation, um, at a local college. And I was like, well, can't stream on Mondays if I'm teaching a class. Um, so Motion Mondays died and then um, I started streaming on Sundays instead because my viewership got used to three days. So what I did was like I asked them I was like what day would work for you guys like what day would you want to be here and they were like Sunday I was, Like, sweet let's do it so now I have Monday Wednesday Sunday or sorry Wednesday Friday Sunday I don't know what days are anymore um, so so yeah that's kind of how it happened. No
1: I only asked because I see I see your channel does really well with your viewers. Um, but I've only ever thought about it in the aspect of everybody streaming for like, like I said, five days or seven days a week. People who stream daily, man, I tried that for a while and it was exhausting, which is why I went to the five. Um, but even sometimes, like I think about it, like, do I change to like a three or four days a week? But then I am worried that sh- my channel's not going to do as good statistically in numbers. But then when I look at someone like you, streaming three days a week, who still does really well, it's it's nice to see. And, and your, your points are wild, you know, it gives you a break, gives them a break and things like that as well.
2: Yeah. And so. also, like, I, um, I have a lot of friends who stream and I don't I don't ever want to be like, oh, well, I'm streaming. So the mutual friends that we have, like, they're going to come watch me instead of them. Like I'd rather like spread the love around that gives me the ability to go into other streams and make connections with other streamers so that they'll come watch me and their communities will come watch me too, because then I'm streaming on a night they're not streaming and I'm able to support them. And then they're able to support me. Um, but if I'm streaming every night of the week, it's hard because then I'm streaming while they're streaming We're competing essentially. Right. Um, I'm also, I also have the philosophy of it. Like, um, there, there is such a thing as like too much of a good thing. Um, if, if I was streaming five days in a row, I think I might run out of content. <laughs> like I I might run out of things to do to keep it interesting. And I'm constantly adding new things to my streams to just try to to up the ante. Like anytime a new inside joke happens, I'll try to make like an animation about it or like a funny sound clip or something like that so that people get it the next time. And we'll keep that joke going for a couple months until it dies out and then I'll introduce a new one. Um, just to continuously try to keep it fresh um but like like recently i just did like a complete overhaul on the stream like every like six months i'll do a complete overhaul or just like redo all the graphics redo all the sounds like redo everything um so that when they come back they're like oh this is different and usually i can feel it i can feel everyone kind of starting to wind down and like not really like say the inside jokes or do things like that so when i start to feel it is when i flip and change everything so when they show up they're like whoa this is different um like, my new startup screens are pretty interactive now. Um, like, I have uh, this, like, TV setup where um, it's my logo that just keeps flipping through, and it keeps changing to all my different characters on, a, on a, this TV screen. But what's nice about it is I have um, I have a mask set up so that I can, like, click my camera on, and it looks like I'm in the TV, but, but it's a live feed. And I'm just like, hey, guys, we're getting started soon. I'll, I'll check you guys in a minute, and then it cuts back to the other, like, channel. That's what it looks like. Um, so, and I took a lot of inspiration from that, from like, funny enough, like Disneyland, (laughs) because, um, because the, when you're, when you're in a queue at Disneyland, the, the lines are always very, very interactive. There's always something to look at. There's always something to touch and like, it'll do something right. Like, Oh, what does this button do makes a sound or something. So I figure if people are waiting, I want to give that feeling. I want to give them some sort of feeling of like, Oh, this, even this part of it is really interactive um so so i try to keep the content up to make up for not having all the days
0: yeah 100 percent. i suppose my question on that then like obviously when we watch your streams like the thing that stands out more than anything else is the production value of that stream if you think back to when you first started like how long has that journey taken i mean obviously it's taken a year but like how how much has it taken you to get to where you are now in terms of that production value?
2: Oh man, um, so I mean, obviously it's taken a it's taken a good amount of money <laughs> to to invest into all the equipment, right? Um, but I mean, it's it's even more than that. I think it, it's it's the investment and the the education that I've gotten through the years of being an animator and an illustrator and like a motion designer. Um, and constantly learning, like I, um, so I graduated high school in 2005, um, and then I went to, uh, college for, for, I wanted to go for animation. And then when I talked to them about, um, what I actually knew how to do, they were like, oh, you'd be better at website design. And I was just like impressionable and young and went, sure. <laughs> um, so I did that instead and um that journey kind of led me down a different path but i kind of came back to you know doing illustration and animation and stuff on my own um while making the money of a web designer which was nice because it was like i was learning like multiple disciplines like constantly learning multiple disciplines in tech um and learning the ins and outs of that definitely has had um, a, like repercussions on how my stream is and the production value of my stream because I have all that knowledge base from the last 15 years of working in the industry um, to be able to take and put into this and um, I used to have a, a, a strong love for video production um, like before before graduating high school I wanted to be a video editor like a film editor um, I've been making silly stories and like like, little, like anytime, anytime we had um, the choice between, in, in high school, anytime we had the choice between making, like, taking a test, like, if we had to take a test for, for some book that we read, I would always approach the teacher and be like, can I make a video instead of taking the test? Would that be cool? Like, I'll write a story. It'll be an alternate ending. Like, can I do that? And they were always like, uh, you can try, because they liked the ambition, I guess. And so I would always get out of having to do tests because I get to do the creative stuff. Um, so now like twitch is kind of the perfect platform to be able to combine all of those things and just shove them into one place. but I'd say it's it's the accumulation of of a lifetime really like of my life um, and and then and then and then some money <laughs> to be able to to be able to finally like upgrade the camera and upgrade the lights and the background and you know getting the green screen and then the microphone and all that stuff so. If I go back and I look at older streams, the production value is definitely lower. Um, But, like, it took a while to find my voice and find my brand for how I wanted to portray myself on stream. Um, That's the thing I think that took about a year, was figuring out who I am as a streamer. Because at first I was just like, I'm just going to pop on and be the, like, cool, lo-fi, chill art guy. And that is not at all what I am now. (laughs) Like... I am very much not that, um, it's a very high energy and like it, it feels more like it's, it's hard for me to call it a stream because it feels more like a show now. It feels like some sort of television show, um, where, you know, like I'm always doing bits or like someone redeems something and I'm like, Oh, you know what that means? And it's like, I feel like a clown sometimes, like, I'm not like I'm not like I'm not like an e-girl where I'm like people are paying me to show like my bits but they're I'm still an e-girl because they're paying me to do funny impressions they're still going like dance monkey and then I'm just like okay <laughs> cool like dancing <laughs> thanks for the bits like it's still but it's fun and I love it um but it's just yeah it kind of it never I never intended it to get there and I just kind of ran with with how uh, people were interacting with me
0: What made you make that change then to go from like you said, the, the lo fi art guy to where you are now, like it is literally night yeah. and day to where you are now. So, is that just constant, you know, listening to what people want, or is that, was there a, a sort of path that you had planned out?
2: Uh, there was absolutely no plan for sure. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, it, it started out, the I guess the plan was. Um, do art on stream so that more people are familiar with my art and I can grow my art business. Um, And then it turned into me making friends with streamers that were also gamers and going like, man, I miss being a gamer. I miss playing games. Um, I wonder what it would be like to play a game on stream. So I was like, what's a capture card cost? You know, snagged myself a capture card, plugged it into my PlayStation and I was just like, let's do this. I love the last of us. I haven't played in a while. Let's do this last of us thing. And then as I was playing Last of Us, I was like, how can I make this more interesting? Because there were, like, two people that would watch. And I was just like, how can I make it fun for them? And um, I've always done, like, silly impressions and silly voices. And I used to do comedy and, um, and that kind of stuff on stages. So I was like, I wonder if I could do voice impressions, like, while I'm finding, like, notes or in-game items. Just for fun. Just to see what it was like. And um, I started doing this thing called Read That Note where um, if if you guys have ever played The Last of Us, there's like there's notes all throughout the game, and you pick up notes and you can read them, right? So anytime I'd find a note, I'd let chat tell me, like, give me an impression or give me an accent or give me something, and I'd have to read the note as that person. Um, so I was like, and they would start mixing things up. They were like, oh, do it like a, if Liam Neeson was a valley girl. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, cool. Let's try it. And then I would just do a really bad impression, and people started coming back for that stuff. So because they started coming back for that, I was like, oh, maybe I can start adding, like, little funny games and, like, bits into these to make it a bit fun. Um, and from that point, it just started growing because I would start adding more stuff like that into it. Um, and, like, and then I started adding that stuff into the into the art streams, too. So now whenever I have, um, whenever I have a guest artist on, we do this, this game called Quick Draw. Where if uh, if someone tips um, like a certain amount, um, me and the guest artist have to draw any character that that person wants in be- somewhere between thirty and sixty seconds, like we just have to like do a really fast drawing, and um, of course me being the the person that has to like have the fun production value, right? I had to go and make like an animation for whenever anyone triggers quick draw, like a full scene takeover happens and it's like it's time for quick draw and there's like uh, guns that come in and start shooting off but like it's just pencils it look they look like pencils because it's it's drawing um so it's it's pretty silly and it plays the like uh clint eastwood uh wild west music um, and it does all that and it's it's campy and it's ridiculous but i like figured if i can keep adding stuff that i think would be funny then the people that do think it's funny are my people and they'll come and stick around. And that was like where the plan, I guess, went and like kind of veered off. Um, and through that, people have seen my art and it's kind of grown into um, what else can I do that people will enjoy? <laughs>
1: But I think it um, is—it is a bit different to when I believe when I first found you compared to when I've watched your stream now. Like I've seen that whole quick draw thing thing happen. I've seen the uh, voice impressions of like when you're playing Sea of Thieves and you're reading the notes like a pirate, for example. Uh, So I've I've seen you do all of that stuff, and it's definitely something that makes you want to stay there and watch a lot more, you know, see what happens next or what what's yeah. going to happen with the next note or what's going to happen later down the line with another game or, you know, it, yeah. it, all of that stuff does make you want to come back and watch and see what's going to happen next. And I think that's that feel-good feeling that you're going to get and that we're going to have that curiosity, like, what, yeah, like, what is going to happen? And right. I think that curiosity makes us want to stay and watch. So I think that's it's definitely your what i'm saying is your streams are definitely different in that sense from before when i met you compared to now like they are more high energy they are a lot more interactive and yeah it's great it's honestly it's good it's good for you you. it's a great thing for your viewers and your community it's great man honestly appreciate that appreciate that yeah
2: it's it's getting it's getting more and more bonkers as time goes on like it started out with me just doing like voice impressions of celebrities and now, and now there's face filters, and now, um, like now I have original characters that I've created that come on stream every once in a while. Um, that was just me. It started from me like saying something stupid or funny as that, like as that face filter popped onto me, and now people are like wanting merchandise of those characters, and I'm just like, this is, this is bonkers. Like you never, you never start streaming thinking like, oh, you know what, someday. I'm going to put on a face filter um, like a Snapchat filter that gives myself pink long hair and makes me look like a girl. And then people are going to want that on a t-shirt. Like it's just like, <laughs> you know, I'm like that's, that's, that was never the plan, <laughs> but that's kind of I'd, what's i I'd of one. it. It's happening. I'm working on the merch, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just silly. It's, it's, um, it's crazy what people like they latch onto it and they, I think they, they form this bond with you. Um, In a sense where um, it's different than any other show or entertainment that you could watch right because The characters that I'm creating or the characters that I'm portraying can literally talk to someone who's watching Um, Which is different than if you were to watch a sitcom or like stranger things or anything like that Like you're you can be invested in those characters But those characters will never like break the fourth wall and look at the camera and talk to you versus I can like look at the camera and just be like hey I'm talking directly to you, um, person, person 74, you know, like it's uh, and that's the coolest thing I think about Twitch is like you feel a connection with people, um, to, at, at least a strong enough to, connection to be able to wear merchandise that nobody else in the real world would ever understand. And they'd be like, what the heck is on your T-shirt? And you're like, oh, it's this in, it's a full on inside joke that no one else will understand, but I'm wearing it proudly because I get it.
0: Probably um, me last question then when we talk about like so we've talked about like the constant progression that your streams had but you mentioned the money side of things you've started the first day with like a camera pointing at an ipad and then yeah. where you've gone from that um in terms of all of your setup which obviously is part of your production value yeah where have you saw like why did you make those decisions or is it something that you're always thinking let's go to the next stage
2: yeah no so i think um for me anytime i'm making like a hardware purchase or an equipment purchase i'm trying to make sure that it's going to benefit multiple aspects of, of the the different creative avenues that i that i do um so i do do voiceover work professionally um i also um write and produce my own music um and like a bunch of other stuff too so i was like if i can get this microphone and i also teach classes online so when we get this microphone right it won't it won't only just benefit the stream it will benefit classes it'll benefit so it's like a it's a it's an investment that that goes beyond streaming same as like when i upgraded my camera like my camera's stupid expensive but like the only way that i could justify it was the fact that like my wife is like starting a blog. She's starting her own thing that she could also benefit by using the camera. I'm going to be shooting a lot more things for my actual day job. That's another benefit of having the camera. So, um, any equipment that I purchase is always, um, to benefit me, um, beyond the stream, but also to be able to benefit the stream. Um, so it's kind of like, what is the the biggest bang for the buck that can help me in multiple avenues? I guess is what i do and if if there isn't like I, I feel like i'm at my cap now like i've i'm in a place right now where i like i don't need to buy any more stuff there's no reason to upgrade anything um a lot of upgrades were like came from me running into an issue where that i couldn't solve without hardware um and then i'd be like well what else can i use this for though <laughs> you know um and then once i answered that question i was like cool um But if it was just for stream, it would be hard to justify just because like you think about that money and you're like, well, that money could go into like food for my kids mouths, (laughs) you know, or like the mortgage or whatever it is. But if I look at it as more of an investment, that's um, a tool that's going to be able to help me generate revenue across multiple avenues, then it's like, oh, yeah, it's 100% worth the money. Because that's going to pay me back tenfold, um, because I get to use it with all of these things.
1: But I mean, that's that's a that's a good way to think about it. Because I've never actually uh, thought about it in that aspect. I've never, I mean, yes, I want to upgrade my stuff to the point where I'm happy and satisfied. Like you know, like the whole Sure SM7B, like that's a yeah. that's things that I've always wanted. Don't know if I'll make those purchases just because they're expensive um but i've never really thought about buying things and thinking of how can they benefit me outside of streaming um but no i think that's a cool pro- thought process behind it and uh, yeah no it's cool yeah
2: well like so for for example um you um, you matt you game way m- like more hardcore than i do like as far as when it comes to like call of duty or any of the first person shooters right like um i'm garbage as a gamer like i'm just i'm not i am not any, i'm not if there was like a tier one i'm not even tier one like i'm just i'm just like i'm there to just be a, a cannon fodder like that's my that's shoe, my strategy. basically yeah, yeah. yeah well, sure sure <laughs> too. um but like if i was to look at your keyboard and mouse like my guess is your keyboard and mouse you probably invested more money into those than i invested into mine because i'm rocking like a logitech that is like good for my day job and like I, it's a bluetooth logic. Like, i hit one it goes to my pc i hit two it goes to my work computer <laughs> like it's it's not good as far as like play first person shooters and stuff there's many a time where i'm playing like siege or something and all of a sudden i lock up and I'm like what just happened i'm like oh it just switched over to my other computer and i just died dope that's awesome um and so like that's the stuff that i don't invest in as much because that's not as important to me because For me, I know I'm not going to make any, like, it's not going to help me any to have that. Um, And I'm not trying to be, um, I I know myself and I know I don't have the time to invest in getting good at those games, which is why I don't have time to invest in the money to spend on better tools to do that, right? So for me, it's like, I know I can get better, like, I know I can get voiceover jobs or I know I can produce music to benefit this video that I'm working on or something like that. Cool, I'll spend the money on that. Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's, that's my mindset. Um, And then anything left over, like what I do is anytime I get like a Twitch payout, I usually try to take that money, any money I make from Twitch, I try to use what I can to put into the equipment um, so that it's like going back into the stream essentially. um, And it's not like going into my pocket and then anything extra I try to take and just throw back into the community because like, I feel like, whenever I'm watching other streamers, um, they're doing me a solid by providing me entertainment and providing me um, with, you know, a safe space in a sense uh, to kind of zone out and just tune into someone doing something that I'm interested in. Um, so I should kick it back to them. Like they're they are essentially working, right? Like we're, work, we're on the clock when we're on stream. Um, it's weird to say it, because like we're playing video games, we're hanging out with friends, we're doing that, but we are performing. We're sitting in front of people doing things um, and it's different if you were in your living room, there was no camera on you. like you can be you can you know take your pants off, do whatever you want, hang out like have chips and a beer and just be as messy as you want. but on stream, like we have to be on it. We have to be like we have to abide. there's a rules we have to abide by. there's things we can't say, there's things we can't do when we're on camera. Um, and that's like that's a performance. We, we have to we have to perform. So that's why I, like, i know how hard it is to to work even if like a lot of streamers come up and they're like oh man i wish i had the production value i'm like dude it doesn't matter like you're still on you're still doing it you're still putting in the time like that's valuable it doesn't matter it's just a different show it's just a different show
0: Justin, if it's all right now I'd like to move on to sort of things off Twitch. So, um, if we can talk a little bit about your background. I know you mentioned that you're a video editor at the moment. Yeah. Um I'd like to talk about like sort of your experiences from work and how that's been brought into your streams and, and your content.
2: Yeah, definitely. So Currently, I'm a I'm a video producer for a tech company um, and the tech company I work for creates um, software for um, for mobile, like mobile app designers or web designers. Um, And the software we create allows people to kind of test out their designs without having to build them out. Um, So if someone had a really cool idea for an app on your phone, they would design it out, but it would all be flat screens that you couldn't tap or do anything with. Um, and normally, you'd have to give that to an engineer or uh, or a web developer or some sort of some sort of person who knows code really well and they'd have to like build it out in code. But with our software, you can put the the just the flat static images into our software and just basically connect all the pages together so that you can test it out on a phone and see what it would be like if you were actually using the real thing. Um, so that's what we do and I'm on the video team. And so what I do is I create, uh, motion graphics for um our products to like market our products and show off our products um i also do like educational type videos where i do voiceovers um, about our products and like talk about how they work and why they work and what they do and then i also create content videos for our youtube channel about um just design in general um so like why people design certain things a certain way or um one of them is about um, it's called the like the six stages of the UX UI design process and I had like I go through and animate all of the work and showcase all the different stages of that and then do all the voiceover and stuff. so my job is kind of crazy because I have to like write scripts and then I have to do storyboards and then I have to do voiceovers and then I have to illustrate everything, animate it, and then edit it all together. (laughs) Um, So like one three minute video, one three to like six minute video can take like two months to produce because it's all animation. Um, So that's what I do for work um, for one of my jobs. Um, Another job is I teach motion design for app development um, at a local art college. Um, So I teach that course once a week um, to uh, college seniors and um, just kind of teach them why animation and motion is important in uh, mobile apps and in web designs and in interactive things um, and how you can influence people to kind of um, behave a certain way because of motion, right? Like I'm sure you guys have seen it before where you go to a website and it's just like one big image and you're like, okay, well, what do I do here? And then you see like a little scroll arrow that just like animates down. It says scroll, like that's like a subtle thing telling you like, uh, hey, man, you can scroll down. It's cool. Um, so like that's a way to use motion to get someone's attention. So I like teach a whole course on why that's important and how to properly use it without being obnoxious. Um, and other than that, I have an illustration uh, business that I run where I do freelance illustration. And I just create like fan art and just original art and other things. And I sell my artwork through that. Um, which is also under TinBot Creative. That's kind of where TinBot started, uh, the name TinBot. And then, um, and then I also do voiceover work freelance, professionally on the side as well. <laughs> I do too many things, man. Like I'm probably not gonna, um, I'm probably, I'm probably not gonna uh, last too much longer, <laughs> because I just, I'm like just like running on fumes at this point. But um, and then I, and then I just, and then I do do other freelance stuff. Like I'll do freelance design and stuff every once in a while, but it's a it's a lot of a lot of working for the company and then a lot of freelance stuff on top of creating stuff for stream um but i think what's cool about my work is i learn a lot um a lot learn a lot of new techniques about animation i learn how to speed up my workflow um very often and i learn um just a lot of a lot of new different stuff and i'll use that and apply all that stuff to when i'm creating content for stream um, which is really nice. Um, so like before, like I'm starting to make YouTube videos now. And before I would um, just kind of do it off the cuff and not really know what I was doing, don't don't really have a plan for it. But because of how I have to be so um, on top of it at work, I plan everything out at work. Like you have to plan the storyboards, you have to plan out the scripts, you have to plan out everything in stages. I use that same workflow now when it comes to creating content for my YouTube channel or Twitch or anything personal to me. And everything works out way better and the production values way way better because i've like thought about things more and i'm not just doing it off the cuff um everything just seems a bit more professional when you have a plan
1: does a lot of your community know what you do outside of uh, twitch as well because me even i didn't realize that you had such a busy life outside of streaming uh and i think to the normal eye. I would just assume that you stream when you do. And the only reason is that you don't stream any other times is because you're working full-time or you have your family. And I wouldn't assume that you had all of these other things that you did on the side.
2: Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know, man. Someone texted me today asking um, how I find all the time to do all this stuff. And I literally just said, um, I don't sleep or I sleep very little. (laughs) Like my day starts at, probably like six or six thirty in the morning. Um, and I have to be at work by seven, but luckily I work remotely. I work from the exact spot I'm sitting right now. So it's a really long commute, like from upstairs to right here. Um, <laughs> like the gas miles are garbage. Um, so, um, so I walk from up there to down here at six thirty to seven. It takes me 30 minutes to get down the stairs. Um, Tragic. and, uh, <laughs> right. This, this is a long staircase you guys. Um, my legs are huge because of how many stairs I climb <laughs> um, but uh <laughs> so so I start my work day at seven. Um, my work day ends at three, and then um I like kind of jump in with the family from three till bedtime um so you know, do the daughter thing, hang out with them, take them to the park. Let my wife get, like, a minute so that she can, like, go be a normal human without having two little, like, gremlins on top of her um, all day. And, um, and then around, like, 9 or 10, I'll jump back on and either stream or work on freelance stuff. Um, and sometimes when it's, like, voiceover stuff, I have to do that on my lunch break. So, like, don't get a lunch break. Um, and I have up in my – so my closet is outfitted to be um, a little, like, sound booth room. So, upstairs, um, and I don't know how I convinced my wife to let me do this, but we have, like, a tiny walk-in closet, and there's, um, like, a little section in the walk-in closet that I was like, can I turn this into a sound booth? And she was just like... Can I have room for my clothes? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll just set them up over here. You'll be totally good. And I'll use this section. And she was like, all right, I mean, if I have room for my clothes, I'm chill. I'm like, cool, let's do it. Um, So I, like, have blankets. There's just, like, blankets everywhere up in there with foam pads everywhere to block off the sound. And then I have a microphone, like a condenser microphone coming out of the wall. And I have a setup so that I can put my iPad up on top. Because I don't know if you guys know this about iPads. It's pretty cool. If you have uh, an Apple computer, which I know you guys are PC boys, but if you have an Apple computer... um, you can actually use your iPad as another monitor and it's a wireless monitor, which is really nice. Um, so I have my iPad up on the wall and what I do is I'll just project my scripts up on the wall. So I'll hit record down below on my laptop and I can just stand up and just stare straight at the monitor and just read off the script. Um, cause before I was having to do this, I was like having to talk like that and like look down at a screen and the audio quality was garbage. Um, so I learned quickly to change that. So that's, that's like my setup in my, in my closet upstairs. And it's funny because all my clothes are behind a blanket that is like pinned up to the wall. So I have to like take down the blanket anytime I want to get dressed. <laughs> but, but it's worth it. Um, so, so yeah, like my days are stacked constantly, constantly. Um, but yeah, my, the, the people in the community, they know that I do a lot of stuff um, just because like it gets brought up. Or, um, they'll ask me about the voices I do and stuff like that. And, um, I think ultimately the goal outside of, outside of streaming and stuff, I think the dream job for me would be like, would be being a voiceover, voiceover actor would be the coolest thing. Like if I could get a voiceover gig in, in a video game or a voiceover gig in like a movie or something like, like, I think it's so cool to like watch an old cartoon from when we were kids and then. Um, I got older and like, I'm the weirder that like research who all those people are. And I like, if I, if I, I can hear voices, I can, I can recognize voices really quickly, even if they're putting on an accent or something. I'm like, that's so-and-so that's so-and-so that's so-and-so I know it. And then I'll look it up. I'll play a little game. I'll look it up on IMDB and I'll be like, it was them. I knew it. Got it right. Called it. And then, um, my wife just like eye rolls and she's like, yeah, you can do it every time. Um, but, uh, (laughs) but like... Um, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, I just, I love the aspect of like being able to be an actor and like doing voices and stuff and still being able to go to the grocery store without being stampeded, you know, like I'm behind, no one knows me. Like you just know my voice. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the, the woman who does Bart Simpson's voice. Um, she's been posting stuff on YouTube, which is pretty funny. She just like goes around and she'll just start talking like Bart to people. And people are just like, "Oh, that's a really good Bart impression," and they have no idea that it's her. And she's like, "No, I'm Bart Simpson, man!" And she like hands them her card, and then they're like, "Oh!" And they freak out, and like they have no idea. And I'm just like, "That's so awesome! Like, I would love to be that level famous, to where I could like people yeah. know who that character is, but don't know me."
0: I suppose um, it's it's difficult to to find the motivation. Where do you get your motivation from to be able to? have those jobs, to be able to run a successful family, to be able to, you know, run a stream and everything like that. Where's your motivation come from for that?
2: Um, so I was actually talking to my wife about this not very long ago. Um, And I think it's this weird anxiety-induced thing inside of me. <laughs> um, If I'm not being creative, if I'm not creating something, um, I feel really stagnant. I get, like, I get really... I just feel off um like i've always been someone that's had to create something or make something new or you know make a silly animation or 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 do something and if there's ever a time where i'm not doing that stuff like and if you were ever to talk to my wife about it she can tell you she can she knows exactly when i'm in a bad mood because that means i haven't been creative in a while um like it's it's just weird like i get anxiety if i don't if I'm not actively working on something, if I'm not drawing, if I'm not um, playing music, if I'm not streaming, if I'm not doing something that lets my mind drift away from stress, um, then I have no where to put that stress. <laughs> so it's like, it's, I guess it's a double edged sword if you think about it. Cause it's like, I create a lot of stress for myself because I'm doing so many things, but then I can't relieve the stress unless I'm doing so many things. <laughs> so I'm like in a constant loop of <laughs> just <laughs> traps. Um, but it's, uh, that's the motivation. The motivation comes from just like this weird need to, to feed that beast, man. I don't know. It's, um, but I mean, even even playing video games, I feel like I get creative. Like I'm doing something, I'm accomplishing something. Cause whether I'm while it while it doesn't benefit me in any way, like financially, it's still benefiting um like the serotonin levels in my brain. Like it's like even if I go play Sea of Thieves or something, um if I'm if I'm playing a game where I'm not accomplishing anything for a long time, like I won't play anything. Like I won't play that game. Um, like I haven't played sea of thieves in a while because the last couple times I played it, I've spent an hour and a half on like finding some treasure. And then right at the end of the hour and a half, some freaking jerks come in and s- kill me and steal all my treasure. And it just makes me <laughs> want to flip a table. Cause I'm like, I spent an hour and a half of my life. I can't get back. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, if I'm playing siege or something, then like every round you're either succeeding or losing. So at least something's being accomplished. Um, but Like a lot of those games, a lot of the survivor type games, like I can't get into like seven days to die and things like that, where I'm just like, I feel like I'm doing chores like Valheim and like I'm cutting down trees to build a, to build a house. (laughs) And then, and then I'm going to go collect all these stones so I can build a hammer to kill the trees, to build a bed. Like, why am I working while I'm playing a game. Like I don't wanna I I'm doing this so that I don't have to work and you're putting me to work. Like <laughs> what what's happening right now? Um so so those kinds of games I usually stay away from. Um because, you know, I don't want to work if I'm playing a game. I want to zone out. But um yeah, that's that's where that motivation comes from is just the constant need to create and to entertain, I guess.
0: One of the things that it that that probably strike me about your Um, life, I suppose, is the parents and elements of that and how you manage to do everything that you do and still, you know, run a, have your family and, and do everything like that. How much, you know, when you, when you sit down and you separate everything that you've got, do you have like a level of priorities of what's most important that you, that you work through? Um. Or is there anything that you have to sort of cook corners on?
2: Um, I think it all depends on timing. I'm very, I'm, I'm also really lucky to have such a supportive wife, who's like constantly having my back on stuff. Um, like she's the type of person where if, if um, like let's say for this, for instance, this this interview this this podcast that's happening tonight, if um, if she was like on her deathbed tonight, she'd still be like, no don't reschedule go do the thing like go do that and i'd be like i you can't even lift your arms like what do you mean like i gotta be here for the kids and you and stuff and she'd be like no like you need to do this go do it and that has having someone in your life like that that has your back constantly is definitely um a huge pillar of why i'm able to do what i'm able to do um and i would do it i i tried to do it for her too but she's really stubborn and she just wants me to do all this stuff but um but i think that's that's one element um but i mean if i'm being real i drop the ball all the time (laughs) in the course of all of these things there you know at a certain point you end up taking on so much stuff that you're bound to drop the ball or forget about something like i've gotten to the point where i'm like oh my gosh do I need like a personal assistant because I can't keep things straight, like, you know, to the outside eyes on stream and things like that, people might be like, how does he do it all? But like, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm scraping by. Um, it's, it's just, um, it's all about time management and how you, how you decide to use your time. And I decide to not sleep. That's, like, my choice is to not sleep, and that's why I'm able to, to accomplish this stuff. But, um, you know, there's certain hours, like, if from, like, 7 to 3, I'm at work. Um, from 3 until, like, 9 o'clock, I'm with my family. And then any time outside of that is, uh, is, is this time, is, is time to work on on stuff. Is It's my time. Um, but, like, a lot of people use that time to sleep. But here I am. <laughs> almost eleven thirty at night, almost midnight my time. And I'm just like, yeah, let's get on. Let's do a podcast. Let's talk about stuff. Who cares? <laughs> um, and I know you guys are waking up early to do this stuff too for you. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's that same kind of thing. Um, but I mean always a hundred percent, like, and I've told my wife too, um, my family comes first, like they're always priority. So if there's ever a time and there's been streams where I've had to just be like, I've started upstream stream. And I hear my wife, like, struggling in the background with my toddler. And I just hear her kind of, like, having it. Like, because some days you just, you can't, you can only handle so much. And I hear her starting to break. I hear her starting to break down and, like, really struggle. And I'll run up there and be like, I'm ending stream. I'm going to come help you. Like, and of course her, like, bless her heart, is always like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to do that. Like, your community's there to watch you. Like, go do what you're going to do. And I'm like, nope. Like, sorry, but like, they'll understand. And to me, if I woke up the tomorrow and I didn't have a stream at all, um, I get, I mean, I guess like if I had to choose between my family and a stream, like my family's winning every time. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's one of those things where it's like, do these one, do these 1100 people that are following me mean more to me than my family? And like, no, sorry. Like, I love all of you guys. I love all of my followers. I love it. But it's like, those are my people that I created. I literally brought them into the world. Um, so, or I mean, I had something to do with it. Um, at least, at least, so they say. So, um, I'm just going with it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, if if I had to choose, it would be them every single time. Um, so that's where my priorities lie. But because I have such a good support system, I'm able to not have to make that tough decision. Um, but if that day ever comes and it's inevitable, I don't think I'll be a streamer for the rest of my life. Like I can't imagine me sitting here being like, Oh, what is, uh, Hey, 42. Uh,
0: hey, Andy. hey Andy the Kiwi. Oh, good to see you, buddy.
2: Hey, who are we going to go raid? Let's see who's on. You know, like, I don't see that being a thing, <laughs> but like at some point, you know, so I'm just enjoying the ride for what it is now.
0: justin we'll probably just wrap things up um so this is your section now so talk about anything you want to talk about talk about what you've got going on yeah um and where the people can find you
2: sure yeah thanks for having me again i really appreciate it um you guys can find me all over the internet uh under tinbot creative i'm on instagram i'm on tiktok now because now i'm one of the cool people on tiktok um so you can go watch me doing tiktok things um so uh, yeah there you can find me there i'm on twitch on uh at tinbot creative on um wednesdays fridays and sundays uh every day at 9 p.m pacific time on wednesdays i do art streams so on wednesdays um i will have a guest artist at least once a month um, and if there is no guest artist i'm drawing something by myself on fridays i call it friendship fridays And I have a bunch of streaming friends on, and we're always playing multiplayer games together and creating a lot of really silly, hilarious moments. Um, At least they're hilarious to me, and that's all that matters. And uh, on Sundays, I do this thing called um, Storytime Sunday, where I play a solo story game. And right now... um, Uh, we're going through a a story game and once we finish that, we'll go on to another story game. I won't say what story game it is because by the time you're seeing this, I'm probably done with it. Um, and, and then I just started, um, creating music again for the first time in like a decade. Um, because the funny thing about creating music is it's really hard to do when you're happy and in a nice relationship when you're in a bad one, it's really easy to write about. Um, so (laughs) I started writing music again and you guys can find me on Spotify, Apple music and all over. Um, the streaming platforms um, under the name tinbot so um, right now i have two songs uploaded and i'm working on a third but i have a total of six songs so eventually maybe by the time you're even seeing this all six will be uploaded um so yeah so that's what i got going on and um all
0: of the links will be down below in the description um links to absolutely everything
1: that you can find justin on and again yeah thanks for your time man i know it's taken a while for this one and i do apologize again that's my fault but <laughs> thank you for uh, still making the time for us
2: thank you for taking the blame because uh i was uh it was i was really upset about it for it was my fault for i thought it was my fault for a really long time no no, no i'm no, just, no, I'm, no, j- no, I'm joking i'm joking i'm joking you guys Tipi-
0: joking. typical matt went missing don't worry
1: no, 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 yeah no no <laughs> Sorry, no. I tried the whole strategy of walking blindly down the road and it disappeared for two months. <laughs> hey, see, that's the room. problem is
2: you didn't find anyone because you did it in yeah. a pandemic, so no one stopped you oh, because they didn't want to touch uh, you. Yes, you yes, yes. Do it in that a pandemic, must have been
1: bro. the reason. Okay, yeah. my bad.
2: <laughs> I'll send some American ladies your way. Um, yes, yes, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no, no seriously, guys, I totally really fun. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was a blast talking to you guys and getting to know you guys more, too.
0: Nah, a hundred percent. And thanks for coming on and giving up your time. I know obviously time is precious to you at the minute, um, with everything that you've got going on. Mm-hmm. So to give up a, a couple of hours for us is absolutely amazing. Anytime. Right, so we'll we'll wrap things up there. Hopefully um we'll have another podcast coming very soon. It'll probably be a couple of months once we can find Matt again after his um after his walk Short. with his eyes shut. Well, fingers crossed they'll be coming soon. So, thanks again for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, make sure that you're subscribed on YouTube for more content coming very soon. If you are listening on Spotify, make sure that you're followed as well. Perfect. Say good night, Matt. Good night, Matt.